You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I am Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, just looking here at uh, Bill Barnwell has his uh, ranking the NFL MVP candidates, awards picks through week four of 2022. Mm. Made me think of, uh, uh, you know, we talked some uh, offensive rookie of the year before the. Uh, yeah, it was a couple days ago, I think we were chatting about Well, it. we were talking about that in the preseason oh, as well. Right. And we had, you know, we're talking a uh, little Kenny Pickett there. We're talking a little George Pickens. Mm-hmm. And so. I just wanted to call up the most the, the the odds now. Chris Olave, the favorite. This is according favorite. to this is according to DraftKings. I was just sitting there thinking. I don't know who the favorite should be. Chris Olave is the favorite at plus five hundred. Damian Pierce is plus six fifty. I get that. Drake London plus seven hundred. That was my preseason pick. Was London. Uh, Rome, Romeo Dobbs is plus seven hundred. Kenny Pickett now plus eight hundred. So still. See, I think he should be right near the top. I mean, really, just because of the position he plays. Absolutely, Corey, right. You know, he's going to, you know, I mean, he's better get, or worse. Right. He's going to get what? Thir- you know, uh, thirteen games yeah. starts probably. Then you got uh, Garrett Wilson, George Pickens, and Brees Hall at all at plus twelve hundred. Okay. I might bump Hall up a little bit too, just because he's really the only back in the conversation, and you know he's going to get touches more yeah. so than the receivers. Well, Pierce is there at plus six. Oh, right, right, right. I can't he's imagine. He's on such a bad team. I can't imagine him holding up for the whole year on a bad team. Yeah. I mean, he's been impressive. He's been the focal point of their offense. But when they're losing the fourth quarter, he's not going to be putting up numbers. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be losing the fourth quarter a lot. I mean, picking a plus 800 is pretty good right That's now. not bad. That's not bad and at all. And the Pickens one isn't awful either. Yeah. Because he's already put stuff on tape to get excited about Right. That catch doesn't doesn't hurt either. No, it doesn't. Uh, so Barnwell, uh, looking at his, uh, well, he's got his defensive rookie of the year here first. His number three is Jalen Watson, cornerback for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean he's been fine. He's been okay. I, I'm kind of. I think there's some other guys out there I would look at him before I look at him. I'm curious who the top two are, but two is Tariq Woolen. Okay, I mean he's a big freaky corner from Seattle, six four, ran a four two. Yeah, and they insert him right in the lineup, and he's done well. And then one is Devin Lloyd. He had a rough one against the Eagles, but he's been really good before that and putting up numbers. I would have, have Walker on there before. I'd have Walker and Hutchinson at yeah. the top. I mean, to be very certainly a. I know Jalen Watson had the touchdown return against the, the, right, right, right. the Chargers. That's really all he's done. Right, right, right. I, I mean, mean I let's not get too carried player, away. Right. Um, who was number two again? Uh, Tariq Woolen. Both the corners would be behind the two top yeah. picks overall for me. Yeah. I mean, Hutchinson gets doubled all the time. They're producing. Walker's making plays. Yeah. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. He has Damian Pierce at three. Okay. All right. And, and that's saying if he voted right now, is that what yes. he's doing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not his predictions. And then at two and one, I guess he's got a, basically a tie here. He has Wilson and Alave. The two Ohio State guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Wilson's had one good game. One good game. And none of those guys have great resumes. I yeah. mean, which brings us to Pickett. That Absolutely. It's not that much in your way to win that award, and you don't have to be a top-10 quarterback to do it. Right. History shows if you are have a successful rookie year, you know, you're, you're in the mix. Yeah. And the competition's not great this year. Coach of the year. Hmm. Now, this is rough because it's a four-game stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, there are plenty of guys who, wow, he looks like the coach of the year candidate through four weeks, and then the team finishes and, six and, you know. And maybe even to no fault of his, they lose T.J. Watt or yeah. Donald or Garrett or, you know. 
He's got Kevin O'Connell, number three, the Vikings. I don't know if they've exceeded expectations. Mm, I don't think so either. I mean, they're fine. I mean, yeah. They kind of barely beat the Saints. I mean, okay. I, I'm not having a candidate that's screaming in my ear right now, though, either. He's got Mike McDaniel, number two. That's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, his obvious test now is life without Tua for right. short-term, long-term. Who knows? We'll see. But, I mean, they beat the Bills. I mean, they've done good things. Number one, he has Nick Sirianni. I guess. Kind of an easy one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, how about what they're doing in Jacksonville right now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles were expected to be good. I don't know if a lot of people thought they'd be, you know, elite. They've had a pretty easy schedule, too. And yeah. They have a very easy schedule. The, the biggest turnaround is Jacksonville. Unless you want to think about the Giants, I mean they're three and one too. I mean nobody but thought I think that, the Jags are so much better than. Yeah, them. but nobody right, thought right. the Giants were going to win three games this year. I know we didn't. Let alone uh, be three right. and one. I mean, if they're in the playoff hunt, yeah, he should have a really strong case. You could make a strong case for Mike McCarthy in Dallas too. I was thinking that they've overcome a storm and really are playing with house money now too. Yeah, and especially if you look around the NFC. Unfortunately for them, they the, the best team in the conference is in their division, but. Coming in the top seven for Dallas now seems like a slam dunk. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you have to rush Dak back, and you know you're in good shape. Yeah, I think more, even more so than those other guys. Those, yeah, those few guys. I mean, they overcame stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's big. Come, I hate this comeback player of the year. I hate this word. Dumb, dumb comeback player of the year. So he's got Jeff Akuda as number three. What's he coming back from? From stinking. From stinking his first couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come right, on. right, right. That's that's why it's a goofy. Yeah. Award. Two, mean, two is Khalil Mack. Again, coming back from stinking. From not being so great. Yeah. Right. And then one, he has Saquon Barkley. I, I guess I can't fight Barkley. Yeah, he's coming back from major injury. injuries. And he's tearing yeah. it up. Okay. Well, let's skip over that award. Yeah. I, I, you can find a bunch of dudes that were hurt last year that are playing well. Defensive player of the year. Now, I'm going to say this right now. If Miles Garrett is in the top three in this list, Oh, yeah, he should not be. Should not be. 100% should not be. I know who I'd have won. I'd have Parsons. I might have Bosa. I'd say Bosa would be in my top three, but those would be the easy ones for me. Bosa's leading the league in sacks. All right, three is Max Crosby. Their defense stinks. It's not his fault. But their defense stinks. Yeah, he does. (laughs) They were winless until last week. Their defense blows. Yeah. I'm having a hard time coming up with candidates, though. I mean, I'd probably put Donald over them, but their defense stinks, too. Two is Minka Fitzpatrick. Wow. Interesting. I, I didn't even dawn on me. Yeah. But if you're going to say Minka, should you say Poyer? He's got half a more interception. I mean, he doesn't have a pick six. He also he also blocked an extra point Yeah, that I, I, stands up important. as well. Yeah. It was kind of a big deal. Yeah. I don't think people avoid Poyer like they do Minka either. No, I don't think they do either. Pay. Right. Uh, number one, he has Bosa. But yeah, he has a Parsons in the top No three. Parsons. No. I, I definitely have Parsons over Minka. Well, I would definitely have him over Crosby. He was he would have been my one. I can't fight you on Bosa. We're talking about Nick, by the way, not Joey. Yeah. Joey's out. Um, fair enough. I mean, he's leading the league in sacks, and they're probably the best defense in the league. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good combination. Pretty good combination, yeah. Good he's he's been there. pretty dominant. Mm-hmm. Offensive player of the year. See, I think this award should not be allowed to go to a quarterback. I don't disagree. Um, un- unless, well, 
I mean, you know, a couple of these running quarterbacks that are just, you know, you're, you're going to have a combined 6,000 yards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not the MVP of your, you know, the league. Yeah. I mean, like Hurts. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I think I'd give this the cup, though, if I'm avoiding quarterbacks. <sighs> I mean, their offense stinks, but what he's doing is ridiculous. He catches like 14 balls a game. Chubb is pretty good. Barkley Chubb's could make good. a strong case yeah, for Barkley yeah. as well. Kelsey? Kelsey could make it. never win these things. They don't win that. Still, yeah. He's been pretty dominant. Um, Is there any other receivers fighting Cup? I mean, Diggs is pretty good. Tyreek's pretty good. Yeah. But I think if it's a receiver, it has to be Cup. Yeah. I mean, he's the whole offense. He's there. In t- I mean, they don't even throw to anybody else. No. Except for Higby on Higby. tight end screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's Chubb is number three. Fine. He's yeah. awesome. I mean, he's their he's their whole offense basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the best. I mean, he's the best ball carrier going right now. At two, he has Stephon Diggs. Okay, brings us back to he is the thing to be scared of. In this, yeah, you know, on Sunday. At one, he has Tyreek Hill. He's the most passing yard or receiving yards in the league. Yeah, um, he has changed Miami without question. Cup's going to have another 150 catches this year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. I mean, he catches 14 a game or 12 a game. I mean, no matter what, and it's the amazing. whole world knows they're going to. Yeah. Him. It's, it's not amazing. Like they snuck up on anybody. He was he was the triple crown winner last year. I would have cup one over those guys. Barkley's definitely in the conversation. Too. He should be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. MVP. Mahomes. I'm throwing out names. Mahomes. Allen. Hurts. Hurts. I feel like those three teams stand alone in terms of accomplishments this year. Lamar Jackson's been Lamar. pretty good. I mean, I, I'm sure we've brought this up this week, but I very much believe Baltimore and Buffalo ask more of their quarterback position than anyone else in the league. Yeah. You know, the, the numbers reflect it. You know, their combined rushing and receiving yardage are like 85% of the offense. <laughs> you know, I mean, so no one's leaning on, no one's asking their quarterbacks to be superheroes more than Lamar and Allen. Yeah. Well, I agree. I'd probably vote Mahomes, though. At three, he has Lamar. That's fine, yeah. Deserved. At two, Josh Allen. Okay. At one, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, okay. Hertz gets a little bit on the short end of the stick there, yeah. but I think he'd be fourth for me behind those three. Um, and I'm trying not to have any preconceived notions of what I thought of them coming into the year because that's not fair. I mean, we're only talking about four games here. I'm not sure he's as good a passer as those guys. You know? Yeah, he's not. He, I mean, he's not. He's especially not. the top two. Yeah. Um, but he's been great. Yeah, that's their uh, that's the Bill hmm. Barnwell Awards at this point of the year. Um, again, we're just four four games into this thing. Yeah, right, right, right. There's a lot of football left to be played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know this is the the task the Steelers face this week is slowing down a guy who's two names are on that list. Yeah, right. And actually, Poyer could have been. I think Poyer yeah. could have been. Yeah. Right. So you're dealing with you know top guys at their respective positions, game changers. I don't know how to bundle up Allen. I mean, he's really one of those guys you hope to contain him. I mean, I, right. I, I think, think you, you yeah. can't let him go nuts. You, you can't, can't let, let him, him just take the game. You know, over. you can't let him have 300 passing yards and 100 on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you can, he can get the 450 combined on yeah. him, you know, right. He can wreck your day quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a Steelers video today uh, with Dave Damashek, and he brought up a point I sort of thought about before, but. The Steelers have a pretty good history. We always talk about this Ravens week. And I remember when Cam Newton came here on Thursday night of really going out of their way to hit the quarterback. 
Yes. I mean, any kind of option or maybe a half a second pass at the time he gets the football out of his hands. And sure, he's a big, strong guy. But I do think being physical with him is your best bet. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's what you know, you have to do that with every quarterback. Mm -hmm. You you always want to let that guy know he's playing football. You can't just let it, if it's a pocket passer, you know, you can't let him just stand back there and pat pat the football. For a guy like Allen, I don't know that you necessarily want him running the football, but you want to create the idea in his head that he has to run the ball mm-hmm. at times, and then and I then think you you'd like him. to convince the coaching staff that hey, we didn't we need Josh to have less hits. Yes, because one thing about this offense, I mean, again, it's a great great offense, but it's Diggs and Allen. I mean, they really don't run the ball all that well in a traditional way. Right, hand the ball to the running back and run zone or power or whatever. It's really a non-existent running game. And Singletary is now contributing a lot more as a receiver because their other receivers aren't stepping up, like we mentioned. So if you could make him be the running game and be, you know, McKenzie, uh, Davis, all those guys yeah. being the, the key If he gets there, hit 20 times in this game. Yeah, right, you know. right, right. I mean, it might pay off late in the game. Or right. he makes a decision he wouldn't have or whatever. You know, I mean, he's human too. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. but. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Steelers have not been a, a, at least a 14-point underdog in a game since 1969. Yeah, only team in the league. The only team since the 70 uh, AFL-NFL merger that's never been at least a 14-point underdog. Their largest underdog role since <coughs> since the merger was 13.5 points against Dallas in the Super Bowl uh, in, in 1995, yeah, which they lost by 10 and probably should have won that game. Could have. I mean, yeah, it was there. It was there for them to win. I was young and a fan at that point, and I very much believe, and I was watching it through black and gold-covered glasses, but if that goes one more quarter, I think the Steelers win. Or even maybe two more series. If they don't give up a, you know, yeah, they were were the better team in the second half, for sure. Yeah, yeah, They were playing their style of football, and the the turnovers destroyed them. That that was not the normal Dallas of the 90s team, either. Yeah. Um, But I think it's an amazing testament to this team. Yeah. There hasn't been one week against a great opponent. Well, some of that's, you know, the... They set the lines in these games to get money on both sides, mm-hmm. you know. People so bet the Steelers, right? Yeah, and I mean, people bet it. the Steelers. Yeah, Steeler yeah. fans bet the. But here, here's what. Since, so since Mike Tomlin was hired in 2007, the Steelers are 44, 25, and three against the spread as an underdog. As a dog, that's the second best mark in the league in that wow. time period. I mean, that's a very high percentage of wins. That doesn't mean. NFL wins. We're talking about Vegas yeah. wins. They're 37-35, though, straight up in those games. That doesn't surprise me. I was, I was That's the one that matters there. Right. Like, okay, so you're an underdog 72 times. Yeah. Some quick UPJ math there. <laughs> 72 times, and you won more than 50% of them. That's bonkers. And what we well, all we know is there have all been under 14-point spreads, but I'm sure there's many of them that are over a touchdown. Um, of course, there's ones that are one or one and a half yeah. or whatever. But still, I mean, the fact that dogs win – I don't know. I, I have no idea about this, but what percentage of dogs win over the course of a year? It's less than 50%. It's way less than 50%. <laughs> yeah. I bet it's 40 or 30. You know, I mean, I bet it's way down there. Tomlin way above that, that line. Yeah. Tomlin also is 11-2 and two against the spread, 7-6 and six straight up, as an underdog of at least three and a half points or more when Ben Roethlisberger is not his quarterback. Oh, wow. I mean, that's pretty specific. <laughs> but there's also, unfortunately— a little bit of a body of work there. I mean, there was a whole season recently 
You know, where I'm sure they were dog plenty with yeah. Doc. You know, he is seven and one against the spread without Roethlisberger as at least a six point underdog. Wow. Finds ways to stay, hang around. Now finds ways yeah, to, to again muddy it up, Muddied muck up. it up in there, make yeah. the you know make the game ugly. I think some of that's part of the quarterback change too. Is I think Tomlin has a better feel. I can coach the way I want with this guy yeah. as opposed to Trubisky. You know, yeah. like he's gonna when I, I need I him think, to put the accelerator down, he will. Like, I, here's I think the know. difference. I think we saw Trubisky make more of the wild throws. Mm-hmm. Like, even the throw in the back of the end zone to Deontay Johnson was a great throw. Yeah. And His it, highlight reel stealer throws yeah. is pretty impressive. If it's if, if Deontay Johnson's toe is a half an inch shorter, right. Mitch Trubisky's probably still the quarterback of the Steelers this week. Probably. Right, right, right. Because that's a and touchdown. Wrong. No. It was a beautiful throw. What, what I think Pickett will do is make more of the layups. I think he'll take more with his – yes, and that includes as a runner. Yes. You know, like if you're going to all turn your back to me in man coverage, I'm going to scamper for eight slide. Yeah. Whatever. You know he's what I mean? the more accurate quarterback. And he's a more accurate guy. Yeah. I think he's more willing to take shots. He's more accurate. He's less experienced, but there's only one way to remedy that. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I think that allows Tomlin more clubs in his bag as a coach. I think so as you well, know, like, yeah. We really got to get the driver out on this one. Or, hey, just use the wedge. You know, or I, it's third and four. We got to get this first down. We can't mm-hmm. afford a. Uh, you know, an errant throw where, where Trubisky's legs weren't exactly, yeah. you know, he didn't get his feet right mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, I think they have a more confidence that Pickett will do those things. I think so, too. The little things. I mean, I was listening to Mike Lombardi on the way here, and he had an interesting point that no one ever thinks about. He's like, the Steelers have had nothing from the quarterback sneak game for a long time. Now they're sneaking like crazy. They have three three rushing touchdowns the last two games. Do you know how valuable that is? I mean, on third and one. It's not valuable for Najee Harris owners in fantasy. There's some (laughs) some downsides in that way. But, I mean, just to have a guy that, okay, third and one here, fall behind the guard, get in there. I mean, not that Trubisky couldn't do that, but that's one more thing that this offense can do that has been lacking. And Brady's made a living on it. Well, he's been good at other things, too. But (laughs) I mean, just one more thing to add to the offense. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, you mentioned this yesterday when we were, or Monday, whatever day it was when we were talking yeah, about the the, uh, the offensive line play, um, and it's been above the line. I mean, they're not allowing a lot of pressures. I think the run blocking is coming along. Um, their pass rush for Buffalo certainly frightens me. But I, I don't think it – I think it's really short-sighted, and I can see why people do it. Oh, the line's not good enough to do that stuff. No, the line's good enough to do everything you want. I still see the narrative out there that, well, the Steelers' line stinks. Yeah. Well, I still be- see that on, on on social media all the time. Better draft Folks, three it doesn't. first three yeah. You know, like, I don't know about that. There was uh, Bart Scott put it out there today, this morning, on, on ESPN or whatever, yeah. whatever show he was on, that the Steelers screwed up by taking Kenny Pickett. They should have taken an offensive lineman. I Give me first of all. Give me a name. I was to say who was even in consideration. Yeah. No, give my, me a my name. Mind's blanking a little. And, and secondly, remember. he's their starting quarterback right he's now. He's their starting quarterback, <laughs> maybe for the next dozen years. How could that be a bad pick? He doesn't think Pickett has star quality. Okay. Because well, he said can, uh, if you, you don't fight about those. He things, said you fine. don't get you don't get the twentieth. You don't get the star a star quality quarterback at twenty. Well, Aaron Rodgers would like a word about that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Tom Brady might like a word about that. Lamar, Brady. Yeah. You know. These guys were all available later in, in drafts mm-hmm. uh, just because. Oh, there's a lot of Hall of Famers that are not 
top 20 picks. Right. You know, so I think that, that narrative is, is false. Right. Um, you know, if Kenny Pickett comes out and plays well, God bless him. If he doesn't, um, it doesn't mean he's, you know, he's, he's shot for his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, there's going to be a learning curve here. I think the expectations being put on him right now by Steeler fans – might be a you might want to tamper it down just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like he is not going to come riding in on the white horse here and lead this team to the playoffs or anything like that. No, he, just he, doesn't he could be part water. of the equation. Yeah, you know. I, again, I think these next four games are going to be ugly. Yeah, I mean, in terms of mistakes and hits and you know learning process, and they may still win one. I'm not saying that. Yeah. You know, Call me back in a month. But some of that's because, Matt, I think, you know, because of the things that Tomlin has done here thus far. Right. Winning with Duck Hodges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go out to Los Angeles and play a Chargers team. They were a, a massive underdog in they that like game. 10-point dogs With, with like Devlin right? Hodges at quarterback, yeah. and they found a way to win the game against Phillip Rivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one thought they were beating Buffalo and Buffalo in week one last right. year. That's a pretty recent um, game, you know, and, and, you know, Steeler fans saw Ben Roethlisberger as rookie year. Well, this is just what happens. Yeah, you just don't lose that. Right? <laughs> yeah, you just you make the change. The rookie quarterback comes right, in. Right, right. Everything's great. Yeah, that probably <laughs> won't be the case. I, I do think there's a very good chance he outplays Trubisky. Yes, you know, and yeah. so that in itself is worth it. And um, I'm uh, hey, you and I were both on board with the, the Trubisky signing, and I don't think it was a failure. And I don't think it was either. I think I think you know again, it's, they make a play here or there, and we're having a different conversation right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right again. You know, they're minus thirteen in point differential. I mean, and one of those is a, a, a yeah. Brown. He didn't muff a punt against the Patriots. Right. You know right. things things like that that cost him his job that weren't his fault. Right. I mean, I, I don't think he elevated those around him like the top fifteen quarterbacks on the no, planet. No, but I you didn't know. expect that either. No, we did not expect that. I don't think that's a failed experiment by any stretch. He might be the backup here next year, or maybe they trade him for a fourth round pick somewhere or whatever. He still has value. And do we know Kenny's going to stay healthy for the next, you know? Well, that's the other side of this, too. next couple months, too. Yeah. Having a valuable quarterback is important. Yes, but uh, to expect. he's not paying him much. No, he's, he's, no. In the grand scheme of things, he's not making a ton of money. Uh, But I just think that, you know, tamper the expectations a little bit. I know some of these things do set up well because of, you know, the the team around him, Tomlin's coaching, Mm -hmm. all, all that stuff is great. These next four games are going to be a gauntlet. If they win one of these games. Right. That's a success. I mean, I just hope they're highly competitive and Kenny looks the part. Right. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for out of the next month. And yeah. then post by, I, might, I think my tune's going to change, but we'll see what happens in these first four. Absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. we got to take another break. All right. Um, you can subscribe now to The Drive on the, on the Steelers Nation Radio. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and Wherever you find your podcast, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive, and we're going to take a break. We'll come back. It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll talk to you right after this.